The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss AI in MarTech and content. Joining us is Jeff Atkinson and Connor Ray, who are the CEO and lead engineer at Texo. Texo is an artificial intelligence application that specializes in developing cutting-edge solutions for content creators in various industries. It was developed out of the Huckabye Company, which is a technical SEO platform that has been helping enterprise-level companies scale and solve for technical SEO problems for years. And today, Jeff, Connor, and I are going to discuss creative content generation in MarTech. All right, here is my conversation with Jeff Atkinson and Connor Ray, the CEO and lead engineer from Texo, a Huckabye product. Jeff, Connor, what's up, guys? Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Great to be here, Ben. Thanks for having us. Excited to have you on the show. It's two for the price of one day here on the MarTech Podcast, where, Jeff, you're one of our guest hosts on my other podcast, the Voices of Search Podcast, so you're familiar with being in front of the mic, but you dragged Connor into the conversation. You're the lead engineer at Huckabye and working on the Texo app. Connor, I'll start with you. How the heck did Jeff get you an engineer in front of a microphone to talk about what you're working on? Honestly, a lot of engineers don't like doing this kind of thing. I'm a little different. I enjoy having the conversations. Ben, you and I have talked a few times and always enjoyed the chat. So it's not too hard for me to hop on here and enjoy a good conversation a renaissance man and maybe even getting a little bit out of your comfort zone. Jeff, I know you're in front of the mic all the time as an SEO podcast host, but you run a technical SEO platform, Huckabye, and you've been helping enterprise companies solve their technical SEO problems for years. What are you doing building a content tool that's artificial intelligence? Give me the lay of the land. How did we get to talking about Pexo? We just couldn't help ourselves but dabble in the AI world. Our original idea, which you're familiar with, which is around podcasting and is really outside of our wheelhouse, but we knew that we were building the foundation of something that could be applied to SEO as well. And the technology with ChatGPT and the other AI products is just so intriguing to us and so powerful that we had to do something to leverage it. And this is our step into that world. We have an engineering team that's incredibly intellectually curious and efficient at getting 
products out. So why wouldn't we jump into this world and try to make something out of it that can help our customers and also acquire new customers outside of SEO? So we've done so really quickly and I'm proud of the team and I'm actually really proud of the product and how well it works. So if I'm writing the movie script about the start of Texo before it takes over the world and spawns a Terminator and drops it down on us, I'm imagining you and the group of engineers sitting around a campfire, drinking your kombucha with your laptops in front of you, coding technical SEO stuff. And somebody says, we should really do something with artificial intelligence. And the next thing you know, somebody's like, you know who's got a problem? Podcasters. Creating content is a pain in the ass. Well, it turns out it's not just podcasters. You've spun Texo out to do more than just convert audio into a variety of texts. Talk to me about what the original premise for the product is and, and how is it iterated over time? Yeah, the original premise for the product was long form content can be problematic, whether it's a podcast or it's text. People like long-form content typically summarized and chopped up in ways that are useful for people to absorb in a much quicker fashion. And having been doing podcasts now for three plus years, being on hundreds of them, seeing the materials that came out, seeing how much work it took for your team, for example, Ben, to get valuable clips, highlights, summaries, social media stuff out the door, it just seemed like a very inefficient process. So the original idea was, how do we take long-form content with podcasts as the first version of that? Take that long-form content, transcribe it, and leverage AI to pull meaningful things out of that long-form content. So that was the original premise. And the podcasting product, we named it Texo because it's so much different than anything else that we do did just that. You've used it plenty of times, Ben. It spins out all the highlights, best quotes, suggested titles, suggested social media posts in an automated way that becomes very useful for podcasters. So that's how we got started. And now obviously it's grown into something much bigger. All right, Connor. So Jeff comes over to your desk and says, I've had too much bourbon around the campfire and everybody's telling me that we need to do artificial intelligence. We got this idea for turning podcasts into short form content to make Ben's life a little easier. Thank you very much, Jeff. How do you go about building this thing? Is it just chat GPT APIs? Like what's the tech stack look like that goes into building a product that understands long form content and breaks it down into something that's actually usable? Absolutely. So that's where the timing was so important with all this, because I remember we had a conversation with Jeff when kind of the first of ChatGPT came out. And Jeff was like, all right, guys, like, what can we do here? I'm sure there's something that we can leverage. Let's look into it. And at that time, it was much harder to build a full software application leveraging AI. It's one thing to hop into ChatGPT and ask it a few questions, but it's another thing to actually build software around that. And so really what kicked it off was there was a project called LangChain that came out and that's really a framework around leveraging AI models. And you can use not just OpenAI, which is ChatGPT, but other AI models as well. And so that was really the catalyst to us realizing like, okay, wow, we can absolutely build some really powerful stuff. I think podcasts was the perfect area to start with just for us to get familiar with what the tooling is that's available to us and what we can do with it. 
And from day one of us starting and kind of figuring it out to now, we've learned an incredible amount. And what we've realized that we've landed on is we've, we're building a system where you can kind of take any input, which is your unique data, and then create these really valuable outputs from those long-form content. And we're able to kind of expand that to really any sort of data that you can provide. So that was really a timing thing. As soon as AI popped, there's a lot of tooling for engineers and it was built very quickly and it's just going at a crazy pace now. All right. So you got in early and there's a couple other companies that are doing this where you can upload your podcast once they've been edited. In some cases, once they've been uploaded publicly and they will spit out different formats of content. Generally, the problem that I've had, there's uh, tools like Capshow, for example, it tends to be very formulaic where what they're spitting out, where it's like, here's your show notes. Okay, we can put it into a LinkedIn post, but it's not allowing you to customize how you want your content to be written or what you want your tone to be like. How is Texo different than some of the other content automation tools that are out there? I think AI in general is going to be somewhat of a commodity. I think everyone's going to have access to it. And so what makes it unique and valuable is two things. There's the data that you're providing to it, in addition to whatever the model already knows about. And there's the way you're prompting it. And I think those are the two things that really separate the results that you get. That's where Texo has really tried to dive into is the prompting side. So we're opening up the avenue for you to provide your own custom data. And then the next step is crafting the way you actually talk to the, the AI model. So we did a lot of experiments behind the scene before we released our initial offering in terms of what prompt strategies work the best. And that's where we're continuing to put a lot of focus is we want to create a system where we can create really, really effective prompts. And ideally, what we can do eventually is right now we're prescribing what prompts are asked, but we want to open up a way for you to really fine tune that in your own way. And I think that'll be kind of the separator. So. So I don't want you to give away the secret sauce, but I want you to give away the secret sauce. Tell me what you learned about prompt engineering. And I will preface this with, I've heard that there's basically three pieces of the formula that need to go into a prompt. First, you have to set the expectations for the language model of who it should try to write like. You are a marketing copywriter that is working on creating excellent content for a podcast for B2B businesses. And then you need to give it an underlying understanding of the data that it has. Below is a data set that is a transcript of a podcast for the MarTech podcast, which is a show that speaks to professional marketers. And then you have to give the output. Please consolidate this transcript into a three-sentence summary following these rules. That's from my understanding of basic prompt engineering is who are you, what's the information you have, and what's the end output you want. What did you guys learn figuring out what prompts actually worked while you were building the underlying engine of Texo? So the structure you lined out is spot on. That's the basic structure. But I think what a lot of people don't know about is there's kind of this tiers of prompting. So I would say first tier is a prompt. The way you interact with an AI model, it all boils down to a prompt in some degree, but that's kind of like the final thing that you communicate to an AI model. And then the next level above that is chains. So chains is a collection of prompts. And what you can do is prompt the AI model one thing, and then based on the result of that, prompt it again. And those are called chains. And then the layer above that is agents. A lot of people have heard the term of agents when it comes to the AI world. Agents are able to leverage multiple prompts and leverage multiple chains to reach a certain goal. 
So that's really where the power of prompt engineering is, is creating these complex chains that all boil down to kind of single prompts, but you're using these abstractions like chains and agents to achieve the end result. Somebody described this to me as their workflows whenever they are doing, uh, it was a content strategy consultant who says he uses chat GPT for everything and he doesn't do any consulting anymore. And whenever he gets a project, he basically sits down and says, okay, you're a consultant. Here's what I know about the company. Here's what I want the end output to be and takes chat GPT's results and says, okay, now ask your three closest lieutenants that are content marketers, performance marketers, and app store optimization experts, how they would revise your strategy. And basically it's asking a large language model to create a piece of content and then check it based on personalities from other people that might be in an organization. Is that what you mean by the chain notion? Yes, I would say that's kind of the chain notion. And so what an agent would do would be kind of the next layer above that is the agent would just handle all of that. So you could build an AI agent and tell you what the end goal, and it's able to make the decisions like, okay, now that I know this information, I need to go pull this information. I need to go get the personality from this. I need to cross-reference it with this. And so that way it's kind of a, rather than having to ask for every single step, you're just abstracting it to a single ask, but that's accomplishing a whole great deal of work. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So Jeff, coming from the executive level strategy, there are other products that are on the market that are doing a similar thing, not exactly the same way that Texo is, but differentiation for we're going to use artificial intelligence to create content is really challenging. You're in now a relatively crowded space. How do you think about the purpose of Texo and how it's differentiated against some of the other brands? I think our differentiation, the way that I look at it is the quality of the output 
is just significantly better than most of our competitors. When you take the FAQ tool, for example, which is a new product that could scan an entire web page and accessing external information can actually generate frequently asked questions, which is a really important SEO strategy for rich results and markup and all these sorts of things. The quality of the output is just incredible where even copywriters and people that are working on the tone and what's the voice that we want to speak in like don't even adjust it at all. They just hit publish and they're happy with it. We've spent a lot of time, probably more than others, on really making sure the quality of the output is something that we're proud of. So I think that's probably the biggest differentiator. Now, it is a crowded space and people are moving really quickly. So we're trying to find... So that quality from our competition is probably going to improve. What we're trying to do is find our niche How do we solve the problems of our current customers, which are mainly SEOs and marketing people, with this platform that we've already built? So that was the FAQ, the Frequently Asked Questions output, which is one of two new products. That solves a major problem for our customers. Writing FAQs page by page by page takes a long time. So we're trying to find our niche, and I think it's going to be more related to SEO than it is podcasting, but we're going to go after both. But I think that's what makes us unique is a really high quality output in a niche that's a problem for our current customers. I guess the big question I have for you, and we've talked a little bit about this offline, is that everybody's content production system is different. We use Monday for our podcast to catalog all of our guest applications and move them through our process. Lots of people are using Excel, pen and paper, Trello. Everybody's got their own system for creating content and uploading it to a different website. How are you thinking about the difference between building an app that people have to sign into to engage with as opposed to thinking about integrating with whatever their various workflows are? I'd say this is something that needs to be integrated. And you're a great example of that, Ben. We so far have not been great at that. It's a deficiency in our product and hands up that we haven't done a good job at figuring out exactly the points in anybody's marketing flow where we should be integrating. We've sort of selfishly built and assumed, right, that people are going to, because we're so great, log into our app and use us. That is not the case. And being able to integrate into larger platforms that have more users than we do makes a lot of sense. So I think the next phase of Texo is where do we integrate with which systems, which ones are being used the most so that you really could just turn us on and not even know about Texo or Huckabye or our brand, and it's now working for you. So Thank you, Ben. You've pushed us in that direction multiple times. It was a loaded question. Let's be honest here. (laughs) (laughs) Hands up. We have not been good at it, but it needs to be a focus for us going forward. Let's give you a little bit of a pass here. You've been doing this for like three months. You've built an incredible product that has great utility, and I want to use it every day and not have to log into a separate platform, which (laughs) is why I've been asking for things like a Zapier integration. Connor, I'm going to let you chime in here. Talk to me about the challenges of building those integration points once you've got a tool that has utility without having to drive everybody into a new application. Think about driving adoption through technical expertise. It can be challenging to build out the integrations. And the big fear a lot of times is, are we building the right integration? Is this the one that our users actually want? 
So I think that's one reason we hasn't jumped on it immediately is we wanted to get some users and understand their feedback and understand what integration was going to make the most sense. But also similar to what's happened with AI, there's a lot of improvements in the market to make this a lot easier. So specifically, you used to have to build custom integrations for any app that you want to integrate to, but that's becoming a lot easier where you can integrate with a wide variety a lot quicker. So that's what we're going to be looking at is one, what do our users care about most? What integrations? And then can we cover a wide variety for relatively lower workload? This is kind of where we're looking, the sweet spot, I guess. API, webhooks, Zapier, direct integrations with platforms. Help me think about the strategy here. When you have an application like yours that you want to go to market through integration, not through marketing to the end consumer, how do you think about how much technical expertise you want to require from the user? It seems like, well, building into Zapier means idiots like me can use it. Building your own API means, well, you probably need an engineer. I guess this is a question for both of you. How do you assess the trade-offs of those two integration points or those style of integration points? We need to do our research. I don't really even know, to be honest. I guess it has been three months and these are really good questions. And I think you got to admit when you just don't know yet, I think it's going to take some research, some feedback. The nice thing about these products is that they're now out in the marketplace and we're getting feedback on them like daily, which is huge for us. Connor might have a better answer than I do, but my answer is I just don't know yet. And we'll probably have to put our thinking caps on and do our research and figure it out. It takes research. I think we can assume as much as we can assume, but at the end of the day, we want to do more research. But I will say from my perspective, my instinct with other products I've seen on the market and the integrations they're offering is you always want to have an avenue that's not complicated and not highly technical. It should be as easy as Zapier to get value of it. That way we're not segmenting our user base. But also, if the technical folk do find our app, we want to build an API in the background that they can use if they are technically equipped. So I think it's kind of a balance. But I think I would always lean towards the simple, easy to use Zapier style to start. That way you have anyone can use it. And the hook could be the API is the API and that's the hook. So the technical hook could be set up via API to Zapier or whatever the integration point is, but the end user point, they don't have to know anything about the API. It just works. I think fundamentally we have to hook the sort of data to data point up, but keep it from having to have an engineer do it every single time. It should just be done once through the integration technical folks to technical folks, and then any user on that platform can have access to TechSail. It's funny because you're a founder of a company and an engineer. I don't expect you to have the marketing answer, but I think you actually answered the question correctly, which is, I don't know, we got to go figure that out. We need to go do our research. We need to understand our customers. And for me, there's wisdom there. We talk a lot on the MarTech podcast about understanding who your customers are, understanding their pain points, and building in to solve problems that they have. And without doing that customer research, it's impossible to answer a question like, well, what integration point should you be building first? Maybe everybody is saying, look, I want my engineers to be able to integrate this into our custom system. Where's your API? Maybe they're saying, I'm going to be doing this myself. I'm a content creator. You have to look where there is a signal in the noise and build towards that direction. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jeff Atkinson and Connor Ray, the CEO and lead engineer of Texo, a Huckabye company. Join us again tomorrow when Jeff and I continue our conversation talking about using AI to scale podcasts, FAQs, and your blog posts. 
If you can't wait till our next episode and would like to learn more about Jeff and Connor, you can find a link to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Their company's handle is Texoapp, T-E-X-O-A-P-P. Or you could visit the company's website, which is texo.huckabye.com. That's T-E-X-O dot Huckabye, H-U-C-K-A-B-U-Y.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter or you can even apply to be our next guest speaker on the Martech podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.